品品にため息漏らすたび、本当の僕はもう見えなくなっちゃった。You're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is going to be a review on Natsume's Book of Friend, or Natsume's or Natsume Yuijin Show, which is a series has been going on for I think they are now on fifth season. Uh, this is a review for the first through the fourth season uh, because I just ran through it all because the fifth season is airing, and I want to get caught up so that I can watch the fifth season with everybody else and give our impressions and reviews and all that kind of stuff. And Chris couldn't keep up. So now I'm here pretty much solo. <laughs> no, I just started recently. And so you're at a bad spot because you didn't make it in time. That's my point. You didn't make yeah. it in time. Okay. But yeah, this is a review for Natsumi Yujinsho, the first season. Uh, Zoku Natsumi Yujinsho, Natsumi Yujinsho san, and Natsumi Yujinsho shi, which is, again, the first through the fourth season. This was a show that was done by Studio Brain Beast, Brain Space. The source is a manga, which is ongoing right now. Uh, the mangaka is Yuki Midorikawa, who also did uh, the mangaka or the manga, the manga Force of Fireflies Light, which I think I watched, but I need to watch it again, which is really cool. It's premiered back in the first season, premiered back in summer 2008. The director is Takahiro Omori, who is uh, has pretty much done directing for all the Natsumi's Book of Friends shows, and is also doing Go, the fifth season with Studio Shuka. He pretty much uh, is part of the whole creation of the studio Shuka, who is pretty much finishing like da da da, and now is finishing Natsumi's Book of Friend, which is really cool. Uh, he also did assist directing work for Habana Renme, which is really really cool too. But yeah, this is a this is a show that basically follows Takashi Natsumi, and Taka- Takashi Natsumi is special in the idea that he can see yokai. Uh, of course, not really anybody can see yokai. They're kind of spirits that go around the world and. Nobody notices them. Sometimes they affect the world. Sometimes they can hurt people. Uh, but nobody can really see them. But Natsumi can actually see them. And this has been a really huge problem with him his entire life. Uh, growing up, he's always seen these spirits. He's always afraid of them, of course. They're dangerous. And he'll freak out. But, of course, everybody just thinks that he's just a a kid that's lying. Of course, he lost his parents when he was really young. And he's been basically tossed between relatives as one relative will take him in. Uh, he'll have some kind of incident where he'll see a yokai freak out. They'll get stressed out by that, and then they'll kind of pass it on to somebody else. They pretty much think he's a problem child. And so he's pretty much gone his entire life being isolated from people because nobody understands what he's going through because he's the only one that can see these spirits. 
But at the time that we're kind of jumping in with the first season, he's living with these these two members, uh, these two people, which is uh, Toka and Shigeru Fujiwara. And he's starting his new life in this new location. And he's pretty much set out the idea that he's not going to tell anybody. Uh, he's going to try not to freak anybody out. He's going to try to be normal. And what happens is it doesn't really kind of go how he plans it in the idea that he's still meeting people. He's affecting people. He's still seeing the yokai. He's trying to help the yokai in any way that he can. Uh, but the kind of the interesting thing that happens is he ends up uh, coming across this book that ends up coming back to him, which was the, a book that was owned by his grandmother, Reiko Natsumi. And Reiko Natsumi, basically, <laughs> when she was really young, used to go around around the world or around this area and any yokai that she'd run into, she had very much the same experience in her life as Natsumi did. She would see yokai, but nobody else could see them. And instead of isolating herself, she ended up making it into kind of a challenge. So she'll go around to everywhere, find yokai and just challenge them. And if she beats them in whatever things she challenges them with, usually fighting, she'll end up <laughs> telling them if you, usually she'll tell them if you win, you can eat me. But if I win, you're going to write your name on this little piece of paper I want to put in my book. And the special thing behind that is anybody that has a yokai's name can then summon them and command them. Um, but she was just kind of going around challenging people, putting their names in this book. And, of course, she's long gone. And now this book has been kind of passed off onto uh, Takashi Natsumi. And so now he has his book. But the thing is, since it can summon yokai, since it can command them, yokai want it. Because it's got power behind it. So he has this book. Yokai won it. And he quickly meets uh, Madari, who he calls Nyanko-sensei, which is a little cat. It's basically a yokai, but it's it it's took in the form of one of those little cats that you would see at like a Chinese restaurant or something like that. And the so they make, fun of, they make fun of that. <laughs> and it wants the book as well. But it, uh, Natsumi kind of makes a pact with uh, Nyanko-sensei and the idea of, well... I'm going to try to give the names back, but if I die, you can have it at that point. Uh, but until then, I want you to protect me. And for some reason, Nyanko kind of goes along with it. So now Nyanko's and he keeps complaining protecting that are, there's not going to be yeah. enough anymore. <laughs> Stop giving away the names, Baka. Um, so yeah, you basically have Takashi Natsumi as he's dealing with his isolation that he's facing and the idea he's the only one that can see these yokai. At the same time, he's trying to return all the names that his grandmother had taken and at the same time, not trying to die to yokai that wants to take it from him. And that's pretty much the the, the formula that kind of goes into going forward. You mind if I just go ahead and give a first impression? Since yeah, I've, I've watched four episodes. I, I looked it up. I, I actually watched. I got to see the Do God. I just, just, just to give you kind of context, because there's... I, I'm sure that this is some, uh, a long-going theme that goes through the entire show. and the and, But... It's one of those things that what I truly love about this show, and, and I've only watched four episodes, so take that into consideration. The Dugod is absolutely the perfect example of it. And the, I, I think at one point, I, uh, a couple of episodes, we had talked about the idea of, I think there's two parts in every show. There's the one part that you watch and you go, this is a good show, and you know it will be a good show because of this part. And the Do God was definitely that for me. And that's the second episode. I got through the first episode, which was pretty much an introduction. The second episode introduced the Do God and this girl who kind of, um, it, should I say girl or older lady? 
and she is the only one who's worshiping this do god and it goes into explaining that entire story and it was just out of this one little clip you get a of an understanding of who who this character is what's going on here it goes into breaking down the backstory of that character and how it ties into uh, Natsume and all that stuff. And it was just so well done. It captured that emotion that you were supposed to. And then it just hit it out of the park at the end of the episode. This is a very episodic show. Very, very much. In And it captures the emotion, still keeps it encapsulated in that 30-minute time frame and keeps it going. And yet you still have that overarching theme of... This is the guy, he's got uh, grandma's book, and this is what he's doing with that book. And it keeps that going through the, that steam through the, from what I can gather in four episodes, keeps that steam going through. Yeah, I think in four seasons, I think they had probably uh, maybe five, maybe six cases where they span it in two episodes. But usually most of the time it is a one quick story and then it kind of moves on. But it always it always has that through line of usually at the beginning or at the end, they're kind of getting into him, not to me, uh, meeting a friend or not to me uh, encountering somebody, uh, showing more about the world, showing more about the exorcist. But usually it's kind of confined in these kind of one episode bits. And it's kind of got that same vibe as like Mushishi or recently the the Moros Mononokian, where it just has this really quick story where there is a problem and Natsumi has to kind of resolve it or it will resolve itself with Natsumi being kind of tugged along. And they, I I tweeted at some point, like, this is probably the worst decision I ever made because this is not a fun show to, it is a fun show. It, It is not a good show to marathon because there is quite literally large segments of uh, episodes where every episode is just, it's not being nice. It's, it's, it's kicking you in the gut. It's, it's tearing the, it's, it's making you tear up. It's just, it's grabbing at the heartstrings because most of these stories don't end in the most happy go lucky way. It is sometimes is here is the story about these two guardians and, uh, they their whole purpose was to protect this town, and at some point the town got angry because their crops were messing up. So they came up and they destroyed one of the guardians, and that guardian became a vengeful spirit. And you're like, I can't blame her for being a vengeful spirit, but at the same time, she's attacking somebody that's innocent. It, it's it's just not a happy story, but at the same time, it's a cool story. It's an interesting story. Getting into these yokai and exactly what each one of them is, how each of these spirits were created, where they came from what their story is and what their conclusion is. Do you remember the, the, the story uh, that Natsume was in the, in the park and the, the lady came up and said, Hey, can you see, can you see them or something like that? And he assumed that she could see the, the, the yokai as well. I think I know which one you're talking about. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that is one of those examples of just absolutely, capturing that that envelopment of knowing that there was good intent involved in that Mm -hmm. situation and yet the the idea of what it what what the truth is and how that affects all the parties involved i thought it was really well done 
anytime it gets into Natsumi's history, it's never, uh, it's never fun and cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> like every time that it goes, uh, every time Natsumi suddenly appears on the screen and you know it's a flashback because he's young, it's like, this is not going to be good. Like he, he had a really screwed up past. Yeah. He lost his parents. Uh, I think he lost his, he never knew his mom and his father was like gone really when he was really, really young. Like I think it was maybe like five or something like that. And ever since then, it's always been, he's this kid going from school and location to location and everybody bullies him. And these yokai are like bullying him as well because they want to, they have fun with one of the, one of the one, the greatest episodes that I remember was it was starting with him in the past. He was going somewhere, but it started with him in the past and it has this yokai that keeps teasing him from the top of this tree, this path that he has to go to go to school. And every time he goes by there, she'll swoop down and hang on her legs from the tree and just spook him. And it gets to the point where he just pretty much just goes crazy and says, go away, I hate you, and runs off. And it was so great because later on it has him re-come there in the current time. And it was like one of the most like tear-jerky moments. I'm like, this is just fantastic writing through and through because it always has this undertone of Natsumi has had a really terrible life. And he's learning to not lie to certain people, protect certain people from the truth, and accept not being isolated all the time. He's always been isolated, and there's this element of accepting people, trusting people, and that's always been kind of a long-running thing throughout the entire show. And there wasn't a single episode that I wasn't enjoying because it had some kind of story in there that it wanted to tell, even if it wasn't always a cheerful one. Uh, seeing the friendships that he kind of builds with both people, humans, and yokai was fantastic. I mean, by the end, he's got, like, the trust of, like, three gods, I think. I think he's the god of a mountain. <laughs> he's got, like, this huge uh, group of people, uh, yokai, that all say that they want to eat him. At the same time, they're throwing a party for him. And it's like, there's this element of seeing Natsumi grow from the first episode, even though it's it seems episodic. You have this growth of Natsumi from the first episode where he is isolated. He doesn't want to trust anybody. He has no friends. He's just starting in a new location. The only people that are cheerful in his life is the best mom and dad, Toka and, and uh, Toko and Shigeru. But even then, he doesn't open up to them fully to towards the end where it seems like he's he's not fully trusting, but he is opening up more. He has built relationships with people and he seems like he's fully engrossed in where he's currently at. He's no longer constantly seeking, where am I going to go next? Who, where, who's going to take me in next kind of thing. And so they're going to get into uh, the adopters per se, Toko and cause they, they yeah. seem really cool from, Oh, they're awesome. Like I, I was tweeting out like, yeah, next year the the best at least I, I'm Shigeru, he had a couple episodes which were really cool, but Toko, my gosh, she's going on the next year's <laughs> best mother's Mother's Day post because she is there's so many times where it has not to me in like a very low state. And he opens up that door to go home and she's there greeting him and she's got this smile on his face her face and she's being supportive and I'm just going stop being so great <laughs> you're so awesome well he, he i mean and that, that's one of those things that that was very much imp uh, you get that captured in the first few episodes is 
Natsume is definitely kind of rejected from the world and he just needs somebody to accept him. And it's it feels good to know that they are actually as cool as they felt in the first few episodes. Yeah, there was a there was an episode where it shows him at his previous home and she keeps showing up and basically offering you can come live with us kind of thing. And it was like Oh my gosh, that entire episode was just beating me left and right. It was that bad. Good, but beating me up was the bad part. I was I was just hurting and just tugging heartstring kind of thing going on. But yeah, it like I said, it's got some bittersweet moments. It it's is not a happy, cheery show constantly, but I think it's in a good way. It's in a way that the, the storytelling that it's telling. It's you know this this yokai that's trying to get in contact with a human because that human used to be able to see that yokai and but he he got older and he no longer could see that yokai but she wants to see him one more time before he gets married and it's just kind of very heartwarming kind of story but at the same time you know it's not going to end too great but of course some most of the time they kind of put that last little bit in there that makes you smile at the very end which is always cool as well but yeah uh, some of my favorite uh, moments in the show is definitely I love the little fox. The little fox was the 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 trap of the show was absolutely adorable. It was Kogit Kogitsune. I don't know if you got into the fox part yet. No, I'm only four episodes. Adorable. Um, I enjoyed, like I said, the 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 yokai that was in the tree that kept bullying him when he was younger. I think my favorite moment of the entire show, besides maybe the Toko uh, Toko thing where she was trying to see him was the tree episode. It was the, the 50 year uh, promise, I believe is what the episode's called. The the old lady, that's the dugon. Yeah. But there was an episode where there was a yokai that was trying to locate uh, its name. And Natsumi couldn't find it in the book and they ended up realizing it was this that Reiko had put the yokai's name on a tree and made a there's a story behind it, and I want people to go out and watch it, but you'll know what I'm talking about if you've watched the show. It was that end of that episode, literally, it took one second where the frame changed to another view, and my eyes were just pouring water because it was that emotional. It was it was perfectly written. It was perfectly directed. It was a fantastic episode. Um, yeah, I can, I can keep going on and on, but it was just... A very fantastic series. I loved it from beginning to end. Like I said, it's very difficult to uh, binge it because it is that emotional constantly. Every episode was constantly well, emotional. I, I can see that. I mean, it just just in the four the the four episodes. I mean, the, I can I can go in each one of these episodes. I can sit here and go. All three of those episodes were my favorite episode, and I've only gotten four episodes in. It's like. <laughs> I, 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 so I can see that. I, I, it really feels like a show that you can sit there and go, every episode is the best episode. If I wanted to equate them, I, I kind of broke this down as well. And this is not completely 100%, but I think the first season was definitely an introduction to the characters. It was an introduction to the world. It was an introduction to kind of the themes that they were going with. Uh, I think the second season was probably the strongest in quick stories each episode stories i think it was the strongest that's the one that had like the uh the tree one that was the one that had uh uh just a ton of really amazing stories that was in that segment that was about that that, that was about the time where i was tweeting constantly going this, sh- this show is beating the crap out of me this is probably a bad idea third season i think goes more it does the same thing but it also goes into the more of the exorcist and the, the mataba clan 
Um, so that starts getting into kind of the, it, it dabbles in it before then, but that was where it really gets heavy into the idea. There is other people who want to deal with the yokai in their own way. And what does Natsumi think of that? What side does Natsumi take? Does he take the human side or does he take the yokai side? And I think the fourth season was really where it started getting strong into Natsumi and his friends, uh, him accepting people more, him building bonds with people more. And I'm really interested to see what five takes a direction for, because I, I think if one thing I feel that this show hasn't given me enough is, and I don't fault it for that because I think it's got a great formula here. It's got great storytelling. It's got great bits of information bits of yokai storytelling they're doing is that it's, I want to know more about what happened in Natsumi Reiko. I want to know more about there's, I don't want to get too much into what I want to see because that would be kind of spoilery, but there is things that it's constantly kind of dabbling at and it's not quite getting there to those points. And I'm kind of wondering since, since Shuka took up Natsumi's book of friends to do the fifth season, because of course brain space wasn't going to finish it. I'm wondering if they're going to do just like with the da da da, where they're going to try to wrap it up. And I don't know if they will be just because it's technically still ongoing, but I'm kind of curious if we'll see more wrapped up stories for Natsumi. So that's what I'm really, really interested Another negative that I kind of felt with it, and it's not really a big deal, but I got excited in the idea that Natsumi was building a room of relics. At some point, Natsumi has to make a, what do you call them, little wooden guitar things. It's fine. I, I think you know what I'm talking about. What, <laughs> Kojo or something like that. It's, it's basically a guitar, wooden one. Uh, they like Showa Game Roku, Roku Sinjo. If you watch that show, they had those kind of strumming in the background. But he had to make one of those instruments for a yokai that wanted to play one more time. And at some point, he at the very end, it's kind of put off the side in his room. And then it kind of transitioned. I seem to remember it staying there. And I almost felt like they were going to do this thing where every time he gets something or he creates something, it would be left in the room. And at some point, every time you're in the room, you would see it. But at some point, it, it got rid of all of it. Or it, I, Maybe I was just thinking of things. But it would have been really cool to have like... All these things, like at some point, a yokai builds a nest in the corner of his room and he left it there. And that'd be cool to have the nest in there, the guitar, the painting, if you know what I'm talking about. There's all these little cool little relics that he's getting throughout the time. And I would love to have had that stuff stay in there. Maybe they'll reincorporate with the fifth season. A lucky cat sitting on the side. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't recommend the series enough. It is a fantastic series. But like I said, just kind of watch it in bits and pieces. uh, Because it it is a very emotional show and it definitely tugs the heartstrings. And it might become... Fatiguing. Um, I definitely felt fatigued watching it, and it was because it was just so emotionally impactful. So definitely keep that in mind. Also keep in mind, if you're looking for warnings as well, it does get kind of violent. There's cases where there's blood, um, a lot of bullying with Natsumi and his his, uh, his past. There's a lot of depression that's kind of involved with that, so keep those kind of elements in mind. It does deal with loss, people losing family members, and dealing with coping with that kind of stuff, so... But yeah, other than that, it's a fantastic series. It looks good as well. I I think one of the things that I, I remember most about this show is uh, Suichi Natori, Natori uh, which is this kind of playboy model guy that is an actor, but he's also an exorcist. And he's got a, he's got a yokai tattoo. And it's so cool because every time he's on the screen, this thing is crawling around his body. And so he'll be talking and it'll suddenly just walk across his forehead to his to his, uh, his hairline, then go back down his cheek and over his shoulder. It was really cool how they kind of had that animated while he's kind of 
conversing. Uh, but most of the time, the show looks really good. Um, it's not shattering anything, but at the same time, it looks good. It's got great environments, great beautiful backgrounds and vistas and all that kind of stuff. So, Solid storytelling. Great music is in there as well. So, Like I said, can't recommend it enough. I wanted to get this review in here before we move on to uh, before I move on to the fifth season. Hopefully, Chris, by the time we get around to reviewing the fifth season, he'll be in there as well. Uh, but a great series. That would be a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> and would still keep up on all the other shows? I don't think so. Like, technically, I right wish. here, this is, this is what, 40, 52 episodes, I think it was? Yeah. Big, long series. Like I said, I wanted to get the review out here before I forgot all the stuff that I watched. And it's fresh in my mind. And I loved it to death. Hope you guys didn't hate too much the idea. It's just me talking, not enough Chris. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this review of Nice to Me's Book of Friends, season one through four. Definitely go recommend run out there and watch it if you have not yet already. Um, but we hope you guys enjoy this review. Again, we're at TalkingSpirit.com. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the form links at the top. Social media links on the right side. And all the good jazz. And y'all take care. Os. Tô